everybody. Welcome to the Resonate Into Riches podcast. I am your host, Marquise Trent, and I'm so excited for what this podcast is going to do in the lives of the listeners. All right, for our episode today, we got a, a friend of mine, a true brother. His brother truly been a blessing to me, my family. Got so much love for him, so much respect for this man. He's a husband. He's a father. He's an armed forces brother as well. And uh, I mean, real estate investor, minister, this man, he really does it all, but he does it well. And I'm grateful to know him and, and have him in my life. So I want to introduce the world, for those that may not know, to my brother, Devon Cyril. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, bro. Appreciate you having me on. Appreciate you getting a chance to chop it up with you. I'm glad to be on your podcast, man. Let's let's rock. Let's get it, man. Absolutely. I've been great, bro. So, you know, briefly before we start getting this into, you know, the questions and things, just just tell the people a little bit about yourself. I know I said it, but like yeah. tell people a little bit who you are. I do feel like one of them jack of all trades. I feel like I don't know. I feel like there's very few things that I haven't done. So, like, first and foremost, you know, I'm a man of faith. I'm a family man. Um, got uh, my wife. We've been married for, like, about 11 years. Um, I got two sons, David and Solomon. You know, they my heart. So, they're the reason why I get up and grind. Um, but, yeah, I, I have a passion for real estate. I have a passion for ministering the gospel. I'm also in the... Um, you know, chaplaincy program with the Navy. So mm, cool. I'm always looking to add value. That's what I'm learning. Like a person that okay. can add value truly wins. Like you gotta, if you see a need, plug in, you solve that need, you try to bring as much value to people as possible. And you'll always be taken care of. Man, I'm gonna write that down, man. I'm, I'm gonna write that down. There's a bar right there. A person that can add value truly wins. So one thing about this podcast, let me write that down. Person value, I got to do what they call shorthand. Person adds value, wins. One thing about this this podcast, the name was chosen is very particular. Resonate into riches. You know, I I didn't want to just make something that was generic, but I wanted to make something that had meaning but was potent. So you know, you and I know, you know, we believe in the God of the Bible and things of that nature. Yeah. But we also know how we'll just call them the enemy can take stuff and pervert it. But yeah. that don't mean that certain things aren't true. So yeah. when you start saying that, you know, although I see this camera, I see you, you see me, everything around us vibrates. Everything around us moves. Going back to, you know, school and science, you know, atoms, molecules, Protons, yeah. neutrons, electrons. So everything moves. So us being natural beings and spiritual also, you know, what's your vibration? We hear the new age people might say, you know, you vibe, you know, you vibe all, but it's true. So yeah. resonating, which is vibrating at a certain frequency and alignment, resonate into riches. So one of the main things I want to talk about in this show all those values, all those principles, all those habits, all those mindsets. Because you can tell me anything, bro. You can tell me a play right now that could change me and my future. But if I'm not resonating, if I'm not, yeah. don't have the proper mindset and belief system, if I got a lot of subconscious limited belief, I'm not going to do it. You can yeah. say, bro, this way you go, you can do this, you can do that. So that's what I want the listeners to get out of this. The practical and tactical is cool. 
Who are you as a person? Are you the person that executes? Are you the person that fulfills? Are you the person that stays committed? Because those yeah. are the people that wins. So that was a little bit about the show, man. But look, just tell us a little bit. Um, I know you're from the South, you know, in the house, you know, back home in Richmond, Virginia. Tell me a yeah. little bit of, of, of your background, bro. Like, how was it coming up in, in Richmond? And, you know, just tell me a little about your upbringing, bro. Um, I can say, you know, like, you know, so I, me and my family, we moved here when I was about seven. Like, so <laughs> we came down from New York. So I'm originally mm. born. But, um, you know, we we resided in Richmond, um, the south side of Richmond, ended up moving to Chesterfield. Um, I would say, you know, I graduated in 08, and I feel like I had high hopes of, like, just always being some type of entrepreneur, trying to be successful. Mm. And it's, um, I'm, I feel like out of all my friends, like, people, like, knew me as, like, the dream. I always had, like, you know, a plan, always had something, like, that I was working on. And that's still my grind. Like, I I can't fit into just a normal mode. Like, I always have to grind. I always have to, like, I'm constantly betting on myself. Like, mm, you know, mm, mm. I mean, I push the... I push the chips into the middle so many times. Dang, and at times. It's hard because it's like being an entrepreneur is not an easy journey. It's like, okay. It's like, it's really like walking on water and there's going to wow. be times where yeah. like when the bills are coming or, you know, when you're going through this or like you're trying to manage, you know, manage a project, manage people. Mm-hmm. There's going to be times that, those feel like waves and you feel like, you know, things are sinking, but it's like, it's having that faith that, you know, like this is something God told you, you heard in your spirit. Mm. Now you just run into play that God put on the inside of you. So it's like, I ain't gonna lie. It's been some ups and some downs. Like, yeah, sometimes it's weird. Like I'll look back at pictures and be like, like it's, it's so hard. Like when you're in the middle of a season and you try to make it to Mm -hmm. the end, and you'll look back, you'll see like maybe you see some family photos from like a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, dang, I wish I could go back to that bubble. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like I can have all these challenges I have right now, but like, you know, with new levels come new doubles, and it's like you wow. can't you can't back down from what God is calling you to do. You kind of have to face it head on and just keep trucking. All right, hold on, man. Hold on, hold on. You dropping, you dropping some some fire right now. Like that was a lot. I want to stop you there because we got to unpack some of that. That yeah. was good. First of all, I ain't know or I forgot. I don't even think I knew you was from originally from New York, bro. So that's cool. Yeah. That's cool information. Uh, do you remember any of New York? Um, yeah. I mean. I know you was, was young, bro. Like, it was a long know, time ago. Yeah, it was when I was young, and I. When at a certain point I used to go back, but I, I mean, I mm. recently went back. You know, I feel like nowadays you only go back for like funerals. Like I might okay. have like I had like a vacation up there maybe last year, but this year um, I was only there for like uh, in and out just for like a funeral for like a day or two. Okay, but okay. It's good to see. Like I grew up in like Mount Vernon, New York, so it's good okay. to see. And like it's funny because like now that I always I have more like real estate glasses. It's like. I be mm. burning for real, for real. That, that was the hood, but now you can literally find million dollar houses in that part of New York. So it's kind of weird, like how yeah. life keeps on progressing, and it's like 
if you don't see the value, somebody eventually will. So it's like you always got to have your mind, yeah, eyes open for um, value. Well, that's powerful. That's powerful, really. One, you said a bar there. It's so interesting when you change as a person, your glasses change. And I get that because it's like as you change as a person, what you're looking for changes. Like I'm listening to this new guy that I found, Dr. Benjamin Hardy, I believe his name is. I'll share him with you offline, but I think that's his name, y'all. High level stuff, high level growth, high level, you know, as they say, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And that's true on so many levels, which goes again back to your vibration. Like, I don't teach that on some old, quote unquote, esoteric nature. But again, as I said, y'all, in the beginning, you know, the enemy can't create. He only takes what God has made and perverts it to take people away from the creator. But that don't mean that certain things ain't true. So that alignment, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. For the most part, if you look at like, it's funny because I'm just coming out of a season of like teaching. And even Mm. though like, even though I went back into the school system teaching, like I'm in like science and like, so I'm relearning Mm. science all again. And, like, one of the things that you can easily notice is, like, we kind of built and designed, like, a big antenna. So, it's like, we really wow. hear messages and frequencies from God, but it's everything mm. in this world that really is, a, like, clouding our, our hearing. So, mm. but, like, what are you receiving? Like, what are you hearing? If you ain't hearing from God, then it's like, you you know, your frequency is off because we're, wow. he's made us in a way to give us messages and for us to relay messages unto other people. But that yeah. is powerful. So before before we move past that, what did you learn from teaching science or whatever? First of all, bro just told you he was a, a whole teacher. So let's not let's not skip past that part. Like let's let's just go right to this man just saying he was a teacher also. So right. so <laughs> but go back to I that part. Know. I ain't, I'm not here to pretend like I always got it all together and like I know everything. So like I had like for a while with real estate, I taught like because sometimes that steady check that helps balance the highs and lows. So I mean, I had took a break from teaching. Then I recently went back and I recently like hearing from God. I was like, uh, this ain't quite where I'm supposed to be. So I ended up um, resigning from teaching again. But mm-hmm. in that and this was recent, like like a week ago. So like from mm-hmm. the beginning of this school year to now, you know, I've been, you know, like teaching, dealing with science and dealing uh teaching kids, um, dealing with special education. But mm. um this goes back to what I was saying, like walking on waters, like I know what God is kind of calling me to do. And even though I would like to shrink down and you know, like, all right, this makes sense. I'm gonna logically do this. Do this, I'm going to and this is going to work. But you find yourself in a situation of like, you're not really moving. You're moving in logic, but you're not moving in faith. And sometimes Ooh. when you move in logic, it begins to vex your spirit so much. Come on, that, man. Like, it, it, it leaves you in a season where you're like, man, like, I know I'm trying to, I know this makes sense, but like, 
I don't have the faith element that I should. So it's like, it's really causing more vexation than it is, you know, just to, um, just to go with like, trust God. I hope y'all are getting that, man. That right there, that right there was powerful, man. Because I've experienced that, bro. I've experienced it so many times. And it's like, God will, dis- he will pump brakes on you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he'll let us do our thing for a while, but it's like yeah. when you when you know you truly got a calling on your life to move in a certain aspect, he will disrupt your life to say, wait a minute, like, don't forget yeah. who in control. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate you sharing that um for so many reasons. But back to the teacher real quick. What did you learn in and and this is, you know, I got questions, but we go with the flow of the conversation, mm-hmm. and that sounds valuable. What did you yeah. learn in science class or what were you teaching that that allowed you to see that we're really made like antennas, bro? I was just like, you know, we I'm in biology, I'm in some classes with anatomy. So just like um seeing like the nervous system, um all the spine is so many electrons and neutrons mm. and all, all these atoms and like the way Really, if you look at the spine and the nervous system, um, the way it's like so electrically motivated up to the top, which is the brain. I mean, it just reminds you of so much stuff. Like, and even though like science, science, science is science, right? But at the same time, we're so complex and so complexly made. It's like it's just not by accident. You can't just. You can't just come up with this level of intelligence yep. accident. Yeah, I don't I know, agree with that. I don't what they want you to believe. It's like, you know, we got two eyes, you know, like we're symmetrically made. It's like, it's so much to it, though. So no, like, I agree. Yeah. I studied all, when I came home from Iraq, uh, I was going to be a barber. So mm-hmm. I was going to cut hair. So when I was in yeah. country, I'm going to make it quick, but when I was in Iraq, uh, you know, I was on a, a, a base, a small base they call a fob, you know. Yeah. Um, and they had some of the Arabic guys or Turkish guys that would cut hell. And I think maybe yeah. one time I went to one of those guys. But you know, bro, as the brothers, you know, as ah! men, the hell. Now, they, they you, don't sound it out. <laughs> but, you know, like, as the brothers, we we real particular, like, who just cut our yeah. hair. And I'm like, shawty, like, I'm not just, man. So... I found a brother. I found a young black dude. I don't remember how I found him. He was like, yeah, bro, I cut hair, boo, boo, boo. I think I may have asked one of the soldiers. I'm like, who cut y'all around here? He was like, oh, yeah, bro, yeah. we're in the tent, such and such. So I went over there, right? He, yeah. You know, we're in the tent. Like, we lived in tents and stuff. Some of us lived in tents. Others lived in... No, 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 no. We lived in the um, containerized housing unit. They like little... They kind of like little trailers, like in the trailer park. Yeah. So we went in there, and... Um, I sit down. He got the little st- the steel chair and put the put the little uh, the tape over me tape. and all. Yeah, yeah. And he he going through the motions. So it was time to pay. He was like, "Look, bro, whipped out a mint on me, bro. Like stat." I was like, "Hold yeah. on, man, what you doing?" He was <laughs> like, "Bro, guess what, man? I got this from cutting hair." And I was like, "What?" Because where I was, this was some real wartime stuff. Like in the base, meaning they didn't have ATMs and stuff. If you wanted to get money, they would literally have a helicopter fly in once a month to bring you cash, and you can get up to $300. They called it finance. 
That's how we got our money. When I where, where yeah. I was, like a helicopter would come in with Air Force cats. They would go to a tent, sit down at a table. They got all this bread, and they was like, "How much you want?" They'll take your name and all that, and you get up to three hundred dollars. So talk about talk about forced budgeting <laughs> for real. So dude was like, "Bro, I ain't been to finance in months." Meaning he had to go get no ATM withdrawals in months. All that money he made came from cutting hair. So I was like, yeah. man, I might cut hair. But I said all that to say when I came home, I changed my mind. Like you said, doing something different. Like everybody yeah. cut hair. I'm a be yeah. a massage therapist. So, bro, yeah. I don't know if you know, but I went to school for massage therapy. I, I think I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. And I was when I was studying, I'm, I was almost a doctor, bro. Basically, like we learned so yeah. much about the body. And I can totally agree with you. There is no way that we just happen to be like this. There, it's impossible. If a person believes that we just evolved like this, bro, what they say, I got a bridge, I'm going to say you next week. Like, <laughs> it, it's not happening. We, yeah. We're perfectly created beings, bro. But getting back to the conversation, um, you said you met your wife 11 years ago. How, how, how important is your wife to not just you as a as a man, but as to your success, like in the successes that you've had? All right, so me and my <laughs> wife, we, we met in high school. So like we've been married for eleven years. And okay. so like I was one of the people that got married young and like okay. some things you do on faith. So it's like, you know, I jumped out and did it on faith and it was like okay. it was one of the biggest blessings because what happens is you, you really now genuinely have a partner in life. So it's like, mm. it's going to be times where like you're up financially and she, and she may be working on some stuff. And then there's times when she might be up financially and you're working on stuff. But that fact wow. that y'all partner together and y'all come together, it allows y'all to take certain risks for the betterment of the household. So it's not just like, you know, there's this period of time where she was working. She's going to nursing school. I'm holding down the uh, family. I'm just starting a business now. Maybe nurses, nursing is taking off. So it's like it allows you to take risks that you like that you might just not be able to do by yourself. Well, that's powerful. We're all just doing life together. Like that's something special. Like, yeah. Well, that's powerful. And I appreciate you sharing that because, you know, <clears throat> and our culture largely, and it's so funny, man. Uh, you know, I wrote a couple of books. The last one was the teenage book. The middle one was overstanding, talking about gangster rap and how yeah. it negatively affects our culture. And to me, living in it, writing about it, studying about it, it's like, to me, black culture is almost synonymous with street culture. Yeah. What's your thoughts on that? Before, I don't want to get too deep into that, but would you say that's close to proper, like, on a, on a bigger scale, street culture nah, is almost synonymous with, quote-unquote, black culture? Yeah, because you don't, you don't really see too many positive role models. It's like, um, that's really why you get a burden on, like, once you really do figure out and understand business to start teaching it, um, not just to your family, but start teaching it to community because it's like... Mm. In the community, we don't have too many examples of people that are doing well and like doing it righteously. So it's like, oh, bro, all you got is that example of you know the drug dealer that's you know getting money, and, you know, um, 
you know, getting money and getting the women. So it's like all these these are these are our examples. Yeah. And like it, it affects us, uh, it affects the psyche big time. It's like we don't have no positive role models that really look like. So so let me let me stop you there. Cause uh, to add to that, as you saying it, I'm thinking about it. And my main point was still you and your wife. So I'm going back to you and your wife, but I wanted to I wanted to to build out a, a vision for the people on why I'm asking that. Mm-hmm. It it appears also, and if you could just touch on it briefly, but I wanna I wanna bring this back to you and your wife, because that was the that was the, the main reason. Mm-hmm. But it seems like even some people that may be especially, you know, when we was coming up and years ago, even some people now, like the person that's working in 95, a lot of them still don't seem to quote unquote be winning. Which are, you understand what I'm saying? Like they might just be getting back or they just doing yeah. enough, but they don't have that seemingly abundance, especially when you get inundated with rappers with all this bread and yeah. jewelry and the money, the core yeah. respect and all that. Like, it takes you a while to realize this, but slow money is the best money, though. Oh, like, man. like fast money come fast, and fast money also leave fast. It come might on, be man. glamorous, it might be illustrious, it might look cool, but just as fast as you know it comes, it can go. I know people that mm. you know got enamored by like crypto and got enamored by stocks. Mm-hmm. You really buckle down and like understand and really like hone into your lane because you can't just jump on waves because everybody else is doing it. And sometimes right. culture will teach us like, oh, hey, man, I'm getting money here. Like, you know, like it's going to be hot and we fall into that fear of missing out. And that really fear of missing out really turns into us practically losing the shirt off our back because Instead of just building it slow and doing, you know, what we know, what we know that works. Like I've known real estate works for, you know, six, seven, eight, eight years now. Mm. But like times where I probably put money in stocks or put money in crypto, maybe made money here or made money there, but it wasn't nearly as much as I would have made. Just really just holding on to houses that maybe I bought, you know, like. <laughs> Bro, you was- Red dropping like that, the heat on it here. It wasn't that attractive, but that slow money would have multiplied a lot much like just keeping hey, keeping this house. Don't sell this house. Like I know I know you'll get a little check right now, but just keep this house and keep the next house and just just All keep right. finding to keep it. That I'm gonna have to come I'm gonna have to come back to you and the wife. We're gonna stay right <laughs> here. I'm gonna have to come back to you and the wife. So how long did it take you? Because this is the, this is what this show is about. How long yeah. did it take you to develop that mindset, or what major occurrence happened in your life for you to come aware to that? Because Man. we do know that delayed gratification is very beneficial, but bro, yeah. let's let's keep it let's keep it real. Yeah. You know, when you I see <laughs> you gotta eat and and quote unquote monkey see monkey do. That's just the that was the quickest thing that came yeah. to mind. Like what we see seems more real to us. So if I'm seeing people that I know and that look like me get a bag quickly yeah. and okay, then in my mind, it's okay. That's why yeah. people still sell drugs. 
That's why yeah. people still, you know, live a street life. Now, people say, oh, you know, there's no ways out and all. You know, there's yeah. there's levels to that. But yeah. when you can see people, bro, yeah, he just did five years, but he came home. He's back out here. So he got yeah. a little more respect and he still got money. It must be safe to do. Yeah. So what happened in Devon's world for him to develop that mindset of one, slow money is the best because it's like, what? I understand what you're yeah. saying. Like, it may not be slow, like, oh, it take five years, but it may not be yeah. like two days versus two yeah. months. You know what I'm yeah. saying? What happened in your life to, to give you that awareness, bro? Man, if I'm just being honest, it's God. Like, to be honest, I mean, I know that sounds cliche, but mm -hmm. honestly, like, the way God builds you up, it's like he wants you to study like the ant. He wants you to mm. study like how it's like it's it's a diligence toward like building wealth. And it's like even though you want it overnight, you want to you know you want to make the millions this year. And you Bro, want to, the but there's a diligence to like, hey man, you need to put your left foot in front of the right foot. You need to grind and you need to like understand risk management. And that's not just mm. in a, sense, but that's in any time, any form of business. Like, okay, like um, you got to understand risk management because you can't. Like, you sometimes you want to swing for the fences, but sometimes you can't. Like, you got a family to feed. Like, you can't, you can't put, you know, the rent money on a flip, and then you end up out back. So it's like you really got to take calculated risk. It really got to make sense. You know, like not everything's gonna happen overnight, but at the same time, it's like gotta have faith, but you also gotta um I don't know, you gotta have that guidance from God. Like you gotta, yeah. you gotta listen to him on every on everything, like hey, should I should I do this here? Should I hire this person here? Should mm. I work with this person here? And to be honest with you, even as believers, we get into seasons where like, okay, God, I haven't consulted you on the last 10 decisions. Mm. How do we fix this mess? But I'm wow. coming to you. Like, how do we fix this mess? Because I got myself in a predicament. I know I was listening to you the 20 steps before that. But the yeah. last 10 steps, I kind of just went off my own accord. And now like, now I'm here, but now I need you to I need Bro, you to you make these straight again. Powerful, bro. No, no, that's so. I really appreciate you sharing that because if I'm honest, that that has not always been my way of being. Like for real, yeah. like yeah. I'm I'm going in directions. All right, God, is this a good business partner? This is this. <laughs> I have not done that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel yeah. convicted, but but encouraged to to be more diligent because ultimately he does know all. He knows all. Mm. He know the hearts of man. He know the inside out. So you know. Uh, that's 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 amazing right there. So, how long would you say? Uh, so now, so from that part, I'm gonna go back because what yeah. you said about the wife part was very beautiful and experiential for me. You know, I'm married. You know, yeah. for the yeah. world that's listening, I'm a, I'm married with children also. And what he said was spot on. One, you get a partner you can do life with. Two, you go through the ups and downs. But I like. When it comes to the economical aspect, 
when you might be up, she might be working on something. When yeah. she up, you're working on something. And we've experienced that. So yeah. I think I had started talking about all that other stuff because I was talking about black culture and street culture being so close related. Because yeah. in our culture, largely there's not a lot of marriage or marriage isn't yeah. as encouraged in our wow. culture, especially being black men, young black men. It's like, bro, get married early. Like, what is you on? Like, we, we out <laughs> chill, trying to, you know, run through yeah, these yeah. chicks and go to the clubs yeah. and do all. Like, one, how old did you get married at? And two, how how were you able to push through really your flesh and the culture to even want to get married early? So I guess, yeah, how old were you first? But what so, what in you made you want to tie the knot and make such a serious decision? Man, if we if I'm being honest, so I was like 21. So like man, bro, 21. That's but young. Man, you know, I got saved at a young age, so it's like, you know, I really felt the urgency to like, you mm. know, build that partnership. And like I wasn't just being lackadaisical uh with my faith like that. So it's like, I it, it rapidly changed my mind because it's like I saw God do so many do so much in my life being mm. at a young age, and it's like, especially like God God is calling the young. So it's like, feel like um, cause that you know, initially I thought like you know coming into this thing like ah church for old people, I get my life right, you know when I'm like 40, 50 plus, like I'm gonna mm. just go out my life but yeah. it's a certain honor that god has for you know young people that serve him so it's mm. like when like when i got the revelation that you know christ is lord you know you live you try to live right mm-hmm. you'll have slip-ups you're gonna have falls but you try to live right try to be honorable and i mean not everybody not everybody holds that standard but like you know People resonate to like people that truly believe in something. Even wow, if, even if, even when your belief, like I might not agree with your belief, mm-hmm. but when I can tell you ten toes down, truly believe it, there's a certain respect level in it. So it's no, like, you, you're absolutely right. right. You know, I really believe this thing. I really like, and I tell I would tell a young person is like, look at <laughs> look at our look at our faith. And examine it, examine it for yourself. And so somebody that's young might look at it, but I'm gonna miss out on you know all these clubbing experience, all oh, these right. talk and talk. all these um different ways to get money, you know, people scamming it, you know, like I wanna be a part of that. Oh, man. Come but, on, bro. And, and sometimes they try to make it seem like righteousness is not appealing, but it's like you know, if I walk this life out, I live this life wholeheartedly, you know, trying to be the best father, trying to be the best husband, trying to be the best brother in general to um, my brothers and sisters in Christ. And like, I left it all on the court. Like, I, wow. <laughs> you you might get to the end of this thing and find out there's a God that's going to judge you for the things you did in this body. I know that that's the end, you know, that's the end terms for me. But you not having faith and thinking like, ah, oh, I'm just going to live carelessly how I want mm-hmm. to. 
um, you might get to the end of this thing and be like, dang, you find out like, hey, you know, there was a God that was going to judge you for the things that you did in mm-hmm. this You didn't accept the only redemption he gave to you. Mm-hmm. But me, like, I'm living this thing out like, hey, I, there's, there's no downside to living for Christ. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. people going to know you as a genuine person and somebody that showed love and gave love. So, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I'd rather stand on that and than anything. You know, that's powerful, though. That's powerful. You really said a lot, and I appreciate you sharing that because uh, so before I say that part, mm-hmm. back in the day, did you get into any trouble? Was you? Did you yeah. drink? Did you smoke? Did you wild out? Like, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Oh, was it? Oh, folks to think like I was born saying like no, yeah. no, no. We 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 used to club Friday, Saturday, uh, Sunday, shoot, Thursday through all Thursday through Sunday night. Like yeah. we, you know, getting it in. We selling drugs. You know, you know, we working our way up from you know quarter house to a QP to a whole P to you know. For sure. We break For it sure. down. You know, we just grind it, and it wasn't until like. In my early years, like I came into a college ministry, it changed my whole perspective mm-hmm. on like you know being saved, and it really um really you know you force you to have decisions like I'm gonna put this down, I'm gonna trust God and God you know I've been walking with God ever since, but sure. like I understand like it was like a completely different version of myself in a different yeah. path that I was heading down on. That you you might not even know me today if I stayed sure. on that. For real. And I, I asked that because you made a good point, bro. Like I got you by several years, but we still in that same window of time. Yeah. And I, I said that because it's like, bro, like to me, just just me, like when I was thugging or doing crime or whatever, I was never really big on scamming and taking like i was more of get it how you lit like get it grind go get it but to be honest to see the wealth literally that these cats out here i was watching youtube briefly yesterday young white boy up in canada i think is a bro like this is his terminology i'm a professional credit card scammer and i'm like this is madness but it's like bro was seeing Bread, bears on bears on bears on bears on bears on bears. Yeah. And even, you know, uh all of the allure around the, the dude Kevo, Batman Kevo. Uh yeah. you know, just just to create a culture of acceptance of scamming. Now, clearly yeah. at this point, he's very legit, but <laughs> just to see a culture, you know, as far as I you know, what whatever. But <laughs> just to see, and I ain't taking shots at homeboy, like he is who he is, he living his life. But to see a whole culture built around, as they call finessing and scamming and this and that. It's like, it's crazy, bro. But as you were saying, to be willing as a young person to lay that down and pick up a bigger cause. Now you marry, you got children and all that type of stuff. Um, I want to transition and ask like, how long you been doing real estate and what are the types of real estate that you do? Um, so I've been in real estate really since 2016. And I would say really my first experience in real estate was probably 2014. Me and my wife bought our first house. Oh, um, So 
from there, like, you know, I remember going to see so many houses. Not to cut you off, but 2014, y'all bought the first house to actual live in, not investment? Okay, okay. So your first encounter with the the real world of real estate, not getting an apartment, not just the rent, yeah, actual, yeah. Yep. Our first own property that we bought was back in 2014. I remember going to see like 30 houses. Mm. Yeah, I remember saying to myself, I'm like, man, you know what? I think I could do this. And then I ended up taking like a class and uh, I took like an in-person class. Mm-hmm. It was one week long and I ended up getting okay. my real estate. So like that following week, I passed the state and the national exam, became a real mm. agent. Um, every year since pretty much 2016, 2017, I sold probably at least 10 to 15 homes a year. Wow. So like, mm. I help other people, you know, achieve their dreams. And you see they lot, you know, their eyes light up when they buy, you know, they dream home, you know, get a place for them and their family. And you see in this market, like, kind of go so crazy. It's like, this was like really a wealth building vehicle for a lot of people. And wow. not only where they had to stay, but like, you know, truly, it's like four savings. That's one of the things I tell people about buying a home. It's like, you buying a place that should, if you bought right, should increase in value. And it's like you're getting a tax benefit from buying a home because all the interest that you're paying on the um, mortgage can be written off, as well mm. as, as the property is accumulating and appreciating. And you're also paying down this mortgage. You know, you really have a, you know, kind of a lease or somewhat of a safety net going into the, you know, the long term if you end up keeping that property. Wow. We're gonna definitely have to 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 talk that talk, bro. That's that's a whole nother world. Which yeah. is crazy because this goes back to everything the podcast is about, man. Like really. Yeah. And what like as I look back on my life, it's like the mindset that I had, I was striving for certain things and all that, but it seemed like certain things just won't in my paradigm. Like, mm. I don't know if I knew a real estate agent or stuff, mm. you know, in my world and in my life. In fact, it just seemed like it just wasn't in my world. Like, getting a corporate yeah. corporate job, it's just like it was never in my psyche. Or getting a, becoming a yeah. real estate agent, like some stuff just didn't even seem like it was in my world. I just was yeah. always kind of driven in some way, like you said, to do entrepreneurship or make music or, yeah. or whatever. But what... um. So you said you you so you took a week course and then bam yeah. just took the test and and you was an yeah. agent. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that was one of my questions. Like, how hard is it? My next house uh, question was. So hold on. So the first aspect of real estate you started was as an agent. Yeah. Well, I would say it was as um you know at least experiencing it myself purchasing a property. Okay. Um, so. We, I took that, uh, we purchased the property. So that got me my beat wet with real estate. Eventually, sure. like I wanted to become an agent. So I started trying to take an online course. Okay. Real estate itself is so broad. It's really hard to pass that test online. Mm. I ended up taking a one week course that was like uh, in person. And it was like, hey, don't, don't focus on this. Don't focus on that. Just focus on this because this is going to be a test. So they mm. can get a broad subject like real estate and so many different sections 
they condensed it down to like the stuff that they knew was going to be on the test. And from taking that class, I was able to pass um, and get licensed. Um, then I, you know, um, met with different brokers and started my real estate agent um, journey. From okay. there, like, you know, like I, I get into real estate, I'm selling <clears throat> homes. And then eventually, um, and this is really on the more recent side, like me and my brother started flipping homes. Nice. So this year we we did three flips and we're working on our fourth one. So it's like, but like I really wish I would have um, had the investor mindset. And that's one thing that agents should be aware of. Like, even though you know you you helping people achieve their goals of um, buying and selling, keep something out for yourself. Be, have mm. a mindset and pick up a deal for yourself because there's creative financing ways to pick up properties. But you it really does take you rubbing elbows with other investors to learn like, okay, okay, this is how you go about doing this. So like, as I began building my brand as an agent, I also began building um, business credit. So like I was building my brand as an agent, building business credit as an agent. And then eventually 2022 or 2023, you know, we started tackling these projects and we initially got in them with really just using some of the business credit. Might put like 20, 25K down on a project. Uh, project might, um, let's say, for example, might cost like 140000 mm-hmm. Uh Might need like our rehab budget might be like 40000 So we will put um, that money down, partner with a private money lender. They would fund the project give us draws. So like maybe you start off with your first 10 grand and as the pro- property keeps progressing, get another 10 grand, another 10 grand and that final 10 grand once the property is completely finished. And then you hmm. put the property back on the market to sell it, to sell it, make it a profit. Um, and it's been a, it's been an amazing kind of process. Like it's, I'm not going to say it didn't come without any challenges because mm. there's some stuff in real estate sometimes that make you want to pull your hair out. Mm. You got get it, got to get made. So it's like, it's a different type of frustration sometimes when you try to manage people. So it's like, those are the things that, you know, you find out, but at the same time, it's something beautiful to tackle because it's like, man, we seen something, you know, that goes from looking dilapidated to mm-hmm. like, Especially done like at the end and it's like man this came from our vision this came from our point we made this happen so Bro, that's fantastic man i appreciate you sharing all that because you kind of already hit one of my next questions was how hard is it to flip a house so yeah. i think my question would be like uh and i think you you, you did answer a few of them so i guess for the average joe who just say you know what? Mm-hmm. I've been seeing these little commercials out here, and I've been saying, I think I'm gonna but go it, flip. How hard? Like you just gave me the inside, but if you can yeah. give me an elevator, it's, how hard it, is it to flip a house, bro? To be honest with you, for the average Joe, the average person, where I would start off if in their real estate journey, this is why I didn't skip the first step. I was like, me and my wife bought a house. Mm. Honestly, your first step should probably be trying to find a multifamily house, a duplex, a triplex, a quadplex, somewhere where you can live for yourself as well as rent out the other unit or rent out the other two units or the other three units. That should be 
And possibly if y'all can afford, and it's actually a lot easier to qualify for to buy a multifamily house than it is mm. to buy a single family house because they're going to factor in the potential rent income. So like, oh, let's wow. say, you know, you and your like you and your lady before y'all become married, y'all can both actually pick up multifamely houses. You pick mm. up a unit, she pick up a four unit. Y'all mm. live in those units for a year. And then, like, when y'all married, now y'all y'all got eight units of property, and now those eight units of property can pretty much probably pay for your dream home. So wow. those are the things that you probably, like, it's not the glamorous way, but it's slow and steady, and it makes so much sense. And it's something that, you you know, people could be doing right now while they're um, working their nine to five, like, instead of right. the first being what you want it to be, let it be a multifamily house. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta like, talk. That's, Man, that's, that's, that's fire, way, bro. That's the simplest way for the average Joe to get into real estate: just buy a multifamily house. Wow. Yeah. Renovate it. Do all do all those things that you know you know people want to do. Do those things to it, but let the um other units potentially pay for your unit. Leave you kind of rent free, and then you can move on to the next thing. So generically speak, I mean generally speaking, let's 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 let me let me let me go through my mind in the all real quick. <laughs> let's say you get a house around Churchill or Highland Park, mm -hmm. and because yeah. those have a lot of duplexes, yeah. quadplexes and stuff. Especially like mm -hmm. I'm looking right now on First Ave around around Highland Park, yeah. I can see like I can see like this quadplex yeah. that I know that I I went in his place. Boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom. One, two, yeah. three, four. Like yeah. When you do that, clearly it sounds like you buying the whole place. So what type of rent? Yes. Like how much? How much? And of course, you you won't I know mean, exactly, it, but how much is the rent it, for those places? If you say, "All right, this it, my unit, let me charge them such amount yeah, of money." It all depends. It all depends. Like it depends on the condition. It depends on what the market rents are. But okay. like, um, you gotta look into all that because, like, mm -hmm. but even even to a certain degree, you might wanna. You might want to pick up some land down that way that might be zoned mm. for multifamily, and you can start mm. off with new construction. It like single family is still considered up to a four unit dwelling. So what? even though we say yeah, like technically we call it multifamily, but banks will still consider it technically to be single family up to four units. So you can be starting off from scratch, and it it can you can actually find out it's probably cheaper. To build like two duplexes on the same plot of land, call that a quadplex, and um, rent out those other units. You can look into things like Section A. You can look into things like Airbnb. You can, um, you know, partner with a uh, property management company so that they can take that headache off of you as far as dealing mm. with the. But all these different uh, avenues that the average Joe can be kind of looking at right now, like it's probably the simplest way. Beginning into real estate. Bro, you just dropping some heat, bro. I really appreciate that. Um, if you don't mind sharing, maybe not an exact figure, what would you say the most you've ever made um, from mm -hmm. doing a deal or doing a flip? Oh, so, all right. So, this is our first year of flipping, and um, I would probably say we averaged probably like 20 to 25 a deal. Um, which was Together, combined? Huh? 20 to 25. 20. Combined or yeah, like, yeah. okay. 
No, yeah, it was combined. So, like, me and my brother, we partnered together. We did a couple of different houses. And, like, you know, we was projected to make more, but, like, mm-hmm. market is shifting. So, mm-hmm. that's one, another thing is, like, you know, as we're looking for the next deals, like, everything has to be conservative because this market with these rising interest rates are changing. So, okay. it's like, like, the price you think you might be able to get in which is called your ARV, your after repair value, that mm. might be different by the time you, you know, you take up three to six months to finish renovating this property. Mm-hmm. Like that might change because rising interest rates um, mm. to the buyer pool down, which can also cause your price to come down. So it's like, you got to um, attack, you know, you got to be very conservative with your numbers. You try, got to try to get the best contracting quotes. You got to try to get the property under a contract for the best price. Mm-hmm. And all of it is leaving me leaning really towards like, all right, I think we it's time to start beginning to pivot to maybe new construction because mm. there's like a lot of little different things you could fall into when it comes to renovating a home. And it's like, man, this delay caused this and that caused that. And it end up being more money than you planned on spending. So what makes a new construction more appealing? Because in my mind, a newbie to this industry, it's uh-huh. like a new construction, you're going to come in and I guess you already know maybe how much you're looking to spend yeah. versus a renovation. I don't know, bro. Like, tell me. So miscellaneous, honestly, when you're doing a flip, miscellaneous probably still has to be a good chunk of your budget mm. because you don't know what can pop up. Um, like on one of the houses, somebody stole our HVAC unit. So they hit us wow. with the HVAC. So like, Bruh. before you know it, that's another, <laughs> you know, that's five to seven grand gone. So it's like stuff like what that. You, you might what you mean? Like some, some, some robbers, some fiends, somebody can't like what, what, what bro, the people man, that was working? Bro, I, I guess it was some fiends, bro. Like they hit you for the HVAC unit. They'll rip out your copper plumbing. So now you got to fix out some of the plumbing. Like, oh my Lord, this, bro. I don't know. All this, maybe the potentially just get high. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, it's it's really like a rough business, but like, mm. it's beautiful, but it can be ugly at the same time. So Understood. Like, but at the same time, it's like, you know, uh, one thing, I guess, about new construction, it can just be more predictable. Mm-hmm. Like, um, as far as like, all right, as long as we bring in these people at this time, like this house will be on track with new, with uh, rehab and things like ideally things will be on track and ideally you can get mm-hmm. in and out of the house in maybe, um, 90 days or less, but sometimes mm-hmm. there can be so many curveballs, especially going into maybe like the end of a year, like when things start getting cold, it just, uh, just opens yeah. off. So it's like, um, and then also that momentum. It's like it takes so much money to make money that um, it's just one of the part, the pieces of the game. It's like for sure having this building up this capital. So it's like those are the things that you got to be aware of. Man, this is some good information, bro. Truly, and I can tell you, really knowledgeable about it, and I appreciate yeah. that. When it comes to uh, what was my question? I really had a question about. Uh, something you were saying about oh, like so when y'all had when y'all started doing it, did y'all ever get hands on when you and your brother first did? Like, was y'all first flip? Was y'all in there fixing stuff, or y'all immediately no, started no, hiring contractors? 
Yeah, nah, we hired everybody. Um, For sure. I mean, every now and then you might go in there, you might clean up, you might do, I don't know, you might clean the gutters or you might do a There's no need. Thing, but it's like, nah, like I ain't signed up to do t- <laughs> t- I ain't yeah, doing it here. Like, if it's going first, like, I got a project that's, like, we working on now that's, like, behind us. So it's like, hey, man, if you need an extra hand, I'm here. Like, gotcha. Hey, whatever you need me to do, like, as long as gotcha. you dump me, I'm down to do it. For like, sure. Uh, yeah, like, For I'll sure. help fill up the dumpster or something. Like, whatever it For takes. Sure. And you need stay wrapped up. Yeah, yeah. I, I need it. I need it. <laughs> For sure. Hey. That's good, bro. That's good. So you, uh, you got to always uh, be willing to do that, but ideally, like, nah, you got to. I ain't come here to swing hammers, man. Yeah, I did, that, but I swing it. I swing it, though. <laughs> if it That's what it mind, is, bro. Done on top. For sure, for sure. Um, I got one more real estate question, then I'm going to ask you about like core principles, and we'll, we'll get ready to wrap up this interview, bro. I really appreciate All you. Right, cool, cool. Um, what... Uh, from from what you were saying earlier mm-hmm. about the interest rates and kind of making yeah. stuff a little more difficult under the umbrella of real estate I don't know if this is something you're already looking into or just something mm-hmm. you have knowledge of but maybe haven't thought about until this question but what do you see is a more quote unquote secure method of investment in real estate that's maybe not as affected by the rising costs and stuff like that. Oh, (laughs) like I said, being the average Joe, just buy like purchasing smart because you know, like, like I said, like you, you as a, uh, somebody as a single person, you can make up to $250,000 on the sale of a property. As married, you know, as married individuals, you get up to half a million. So, like, honestly, just purchasing your primary residence smartly. And then, to be honest with you, I've really just got into a mind frame of, like, I look back and I see properties that I sold that I probably should have kept. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, not just selling those properties, but fi- figuring out a way that, like, let me, let me, you know, get with a property management team. Let me put a renter in this property and let me hold this property long term. Because those can be retirement vehicles, so For like sure. those, that's the simplest way. Like, so um, let me let me let me re-ask the question. That yeah. was, that was, that was a good answer, but yeah. I think what what just came to mind. So yeah. let's say you you stayed in real estate. So this is what I mean, like trailer parks or storage units, or maybe getting the houses, keeping them, like you said, but yeah. turning them into Section Eight properties versus yeah, yeah. just trying to get a normal renter to pay out of pocket. Like, yeah. looking at how the market is going, what seems to be the most secure investment that a person can get into? Um, With the rising markets and, you know, seeing that you said that can kind of make it difficult. Like, because clearly y'all ain't scared. Like, you and other yeah. investors and stuff. Like, y'all yeah. like, oh, the market is going up and down. I'm, I'm going to not do real estate. Y'all not saying that. Y'all like, hmm, all right, let Maybe me see like what this. It's it's like a dangerous time for real estate, but it's also a beautiful time. So it's like if you begin mm. to understand the principles that matter now and which are the numbers, if you understand the numbers now at the worst interest rates, really, these, mm. these are kind of really steep prices to be getting in at 
if you understand the numbers now, a deal is a deal no matter where the interest rates are. So mm. like if you find a property that's undervalued, if you you know, if you can be direct to seller, if you can um, you know, begin to meet people and add value and solve um solve problems, then you can always find a good deal. So it's like it's not the interest rates that scare you, it's um securing a good deal. Um wow. But it's, you got to have an eye for those types of values. So I would say um, just having your eyes open for, you know, when you're driving through neighborhoods and, you, you know, you come across a dilapidated property that's been like this, you know, for however long you've been seeing it, writing down those addresses and reaching out to um, whoever owns those properties or the heirs to those properties. Because mm. those can be properties that you can begin 40, 50, 60, 70 cents on the dollar because nobody has done anything to it. And you, at the same time, you're revitalizing the community. Mm. So also having your mindset open, honestly, in this market, I feel like having your mindset open for land, like mm. understanding this empty lot, not just driving past the properties that might be, um, you know, uh, damaged, but also keeping your eyes open for, you know, you see a couple of houses on this block, but here's an empty lot. That's just not you. So even writing down those and looking up those mm. owners, trying to reach out to those owners and seeing if they're all willing to sell out, you know, that land, because that can be a lot easier depending on what the property is zoned for or what it could be zoned for. It could be a multifamily house that you can be building. And, you know, like everything can make sense. You just got to have an eye, eye, a eye that's looking out for it. You got to be able to see value in um place where people are not seeing it or just missing it. Bro. Oh man, this, this is how you kick off a podcast, man. <laughs> this brother is blazing the mic, man. Oh my God, I'm so grateful, man. man. Real talk. So my final question to you, uh, yeah. because really you've already answered some of my questions in just conversation. What would you say are the core principles and beliefs that you've believed to help you get to the level of success that you have? Um, I would say resiliency because it can, you know, somebody, even me, I could be breaking it down. It can sound so simple, but like when you get knee deep in it, like we jumped in, we went from no flipping experience to four projects pretty much right out the gate. Right. To be honest, if you're driving around and going to see them and checking on this, it can become overwhelming. So, mm. like having that resiliency to keep, you know, keep grinding, don't get overwhelmed, and um, you know, just take it a day at a time. Like things, you know, it's going to get there. Um, relationships, communication, all those things are key. Being able to communicate to your lender, being able to communicate to your project managers. Um, being able to just, you know, just be that key piece. Don't let, um, don't let today's stresses overwhelm you. Like, you know, tomorrow take care for itself. Like just keep grinding, do what you can today. Wow. Like, um, take things in bite-sized pieces. What can I do today? You I know, know those are the, those are the simple things that you pretty much got to focus on. <laughs> Bro. And sometimes it feels like preaching so quiet and hearing like, man. Because sometimes I want to do a zillion things, but it's like, what do I need to do first? Yeah. Like, what comes first today? Like, 
that's the challenging part about an entrepreneur because it can feel like, man, I ain't got nothing to do today. But you mm. know, in your mind, there's at least ten things that could be always. Done. So it's always. like, you know, task management, time management, all those things are crucial. Word. So yeah. even though I already asked that question, I'm gonna amend it with this. Yeah. How do you? And this is this is the final one, and um, I'm gonna yeah. say thank you. How do you manage all that you're currently doing? Husband, father, real estate investor, realtor, ministry, <laughs> military. Like, how are you keeping yourself organized enough to still manage these things, bro? Man, I cry at night. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, for real, for real. Like, you, you got to pause. You got to... Uh... Sometimes you got to use apps. Sometimes you got to mm -hmm. say, hey, from, you know, 9 to 10, I'm doing this. From 12 to 2, I'm doing that. So it's like For time sure. block huge. For sure. Um, sometimes you literally got to write stuff down. Like you got to put use a calendar and say, I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to work on this at this time. Like That's you got to set goals. You got to really um, begin to prepare yourself and get organized. And sometimes it's, you know, like, when the vision, like, it's, and this is another thing about marriage that can kind of help you sometimes is like, sometimes you got the person that's like, um, that's very detail oriented. Mm -hmm. Then you got the person that's like visionary. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not able to tell you all the details of how we're going to get there, but like, I can give you the vision. The vision sure. will be strong, but you need somebody to organize that's like, hey, this is what you need to be doing yeah. to get here. So it's like, you know, For really sure, build, get people in place, hold yourself accountable, write down different goals, and just put it all in bite-sized pieces. Because sure, I know like I know how it feels to get overwhelmed with stuff, but like, you know, the show must go on. Like it must go on. Yeah, you can't you can't cry about it, man. Like this is what you asked for. This is what you asked for. God was saying, this is what you asked for though. Yeah. <laughs> For like, sure. Really got to keep grinding and uh, stay humble with it and like just take it a day at a time. You're going to hey, get man. there. Hey, yeah. Devon, brother, I appreciate you so much, man. Like, real talk. Please tell the people where they can find you. Do you have any products? Do you have services <laughs> if they want a house? I don't care what. Tell the people where to find you at, bro. So, like, I'm on Facebook. My name is Devon Surreal. My last name is C-Y-R-I-L-L-E. You can also find me on Instagram. Um, my last name C-Y-R-I-L-L-E-6328. Um, you'll also see me on Instagram under Realtor Devon Surreal. How do you spell Devon? Um, D-E-V-O-N. Okay. I also have a link tree, so that um that a sometimes that has a lot of my uh, real estate um, links, and that's Linktree, which is L I N K dot no L I N K T R dot E E, and then slash um Surreal Estates, which is S U R R E A L E S T A T E S. So Surreal Estates, um. And, you know, I love to connect with y'all, especially if you're in the RVA area, you need a house, I'm here to help, or you just need any type of real estate advice, I'm here to help. Um, but yeah, those are the those are the main places. Um, 
just get with me. I'm, you know, I'm accessible. <laughs> For sure. Brother, yeah. I appreciate your time very much, man. Uh, beautiful family. You know, you're already doing big things. There's only much more greater things coming for you. You already know that. And we'll we'll plug in. We know each other person, so we'll lock in. But y'all, I thank y'all for listening to this episode, the first episode of the Resonating the Riches podcast. No better way to kick it off than my brother Devon. He dropped so many nuggets, so many balls. He was rapping on here. It's crazy. (laughs) So y'all... Go back and listen to this episode. Listen to it again. He dropped a lot of core principles. He dropped a lot of mindset, a lot of heart set, and even some tangible things. If you're a single brother out here, you know, you you know, you know, got a family or whatever the case. If you're a single brother by yourself, he already gave you a plate. You know, go and get you a duplex. You know, find yeah. out how to qualify. Hit him up. You know, yeah. book, a, book a consultation. You know. He got the wisdom. He got the insight. Get you a duplex, a quadplex. Live in a unit, bro. Live in a unit, sis. And win out the others. He gave you a tangible, practical play that you can run. This is your host, Marquise Trent. I appreciate y'all. Stay tuned for our next episode where we resonate into riches. God bless. Appreciate it.